TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Brett Hill. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm Damian Kristoff, but Brett isn't with us tonight. Can we get us three together ever again, LT? What's going on? I don't know. uh, The Wellness Guys is uh, just too busy to record a show together, but I think it's uh, got great energy because we get to tease Brett Hill throughout the whole entire show today. Well, this is the Wellness Guys show, weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to our lives, and I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad too. I think we're all glad. Oh, it's good. Where's our token Canadian been? Oh, that's right. You know, it's. Uh, I know you miss my voice, and uh, well, I'm glad I actually won my job back. So it's uh, pretty good. The, the, the voice is back. Uh, the people have spoken, and <laughs> I'm ready to go. So it's me and you today, Damien, and uh, Brett Hill's not here. And I think he's uh, watching cricket or something. And, um, and so what we thought we'd talk about today is uh, something a little bit different. And I've been getting a lot of feedback. I've been uh, just finished a webinar, our four-part epic webinar of epic proportion, I think. We did four webinars in four weeks, four different people, and it was pretty intense, actually. So uh, it was great to see that uh, people got a lot out of it. I've been getting, actually, I've been getting a few emails that actually brought tears to my eyes. And uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's the, the power of what people have been able to take uh, the information and be able to transform their lives has been uh, really amazing to hear. Legendary, mate. Dear, I haven't seen those emails. Oh, well, uh, maybe just, just for me, and that's why I won my job back. No, just <laughs> 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 no um, listen, I, I did forward a couple to you guys. You probably haven't uh, gone yeah, through those. Yeah, no, I did see a couple, and they were, just, they were amazing. Yeah, I think one, one of the key things, though, is that I And the appreciation. Lost. Yeah, the appreciation and uh, the things that people were saying. Uh, the one last, the last webinar that I did was called "Unleash the Champion's Mind," and so we talked a lot about you know just what are some of the things that you need to let go of to really move forward to create the a life legacy to to really go after your dreams and go after the goals and dreams that you actually have in your mind to not just let them be dreams but actually accomplish and achieve them so that they actually become a reality. Mm. And so one of the key things I, I got a lot of feedback from was that I guess it's kind of weird to say, say this because I've been getting a lot of Facebook messages and saying to people just in the last probably two or three weeks and, and a couple of people have said, oh, you know, I, I quit my job after I saw you speak and uh, now I'm doing this. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility here, people. Wow, far out. Yeah. And, quit uh, your job. Yeah, quit your job or, or they quit I this. Know. And I was like, man, I didn't, I'd never had that intention. And I start to realize that a lot of people are really sort of dissatisfied with their jobs and their careers. And I thought we would spend, you know, an episode that it's on the wellness guys, because I think careers, the, what you do, what you, you know, do for a living is part of wellness because you spend so much time there. And I think it's important to have a career that you are passionate about, have a career that, you know, you, you do love if you can. I mean, not everybody can do that, but I think if you can or strive for it, especially the younger generation um, mm-hmm. who's listening to this show, if you have an opportunity to create that for yourself, I think you're going to have a much, I guess, a, a life of wellness when you can able to do it because it's one of the key factors of wellness. Yeah, that's a great point. It's a great point. And I actually, you know that I went away on a camp, right? And one of the things we're talking about is what what sort of man do you want to be? We're asking the boys who are who are moving into being young men, what sort of man do you want to be? And much of it was around their experience with their dad's employment and whether or not they were happy in their employment or happy in their line of work as to how they were going to be and behave when they became men or fully grown men or, you know, dads in their own right. So, 
it's very important that we make these decisions and try to get some clarity around it with ease as opposed to being shooted all over, like many people like to shoot on people. Mm. It's always nice to be able to make these decisions for ourselves at the right time in our life and and who better who better to discuss this than LT, right? LT? Well, you know what? You just brought up a very interesting point there. Like, So let's put it in context. Right? So you, when you said you went to a camp, like it was yep. a uh, father and son camp that you went to. You and you and Jackson went away for a weekend um, yep. instead of coming to Bali and hang out with you know my crew. But, the hey, cool that's kids, that's right. Um, but, uh, I wish I could be like the cool kids, yeah, you know? But, but you had a great experience, and uh, <laughs> you good. learned a lot, and yeah. Jackson learned a lot. But what you just said there was pretty – it's actually pretty insight, insightful, actually. I never thought about it from that perspective that we so what you're saying is that we learn from our fathers um, mm-hmm. or whether they're happy or dissatisfied and obviously that's going to change our opinion or I guess it will affect our decision making through as a as going through adolescent and also in adulthood of what kind of job and career we're going to have is that what you're saying yeah largely and so what the boys experience is and the relationship with is with their dad with their father is has been shown to be directly related to mm-hmm. Um, the decisions they make in their synaptic pruning phase, which is that 13 through to 18, 19 years old phase where their brains are getting a little bit smaller. Um, oh. But then beyond that, it's also been shown to significantly influence the positive relationship with their working environment um, and where they go to from there. Well, that's really interesting because I just look at that and go, not, not only has there's a positive and also a negative effect, so which means that, you know, you as a, as a father or, you know, as a man, I guess, listening to this show, you know, your satisfaction in your job is really not just affecting you, but it's actually mm-hmm. affecting, it could actually affect your next generation. This is it. Wow. Happiness. That's, that's huge. Um, that's massive. I, I look at, uh, you know, I guess I have to evaluate my relationship with my father and uh, my dad actually loves Loved this job, even though he like, he was an engineer, but he was never really an engineer because he was actually in the quality control and aerospace. But he traveled a lot, and he loved traveling. He still does. You know, he's well well in the seventies now, and uh, still loves to travel. And he still he doesn't loves- look it, does he? Yeah, no, he doesn't. Gee, he looks young. <laughs> I got that gene from him. I, I think. think you got that too. He's, <laughs> he's got porcelain skin too, by the way, everybody. <laughs> and he's got a haircut like Lawrence's, but it's just grey, and it's incredible. Well, you know what? That's interesting, though. It's because I don't, you know, maybe you know, I look at this and go, maybe he's, he he looks the way he does simply because he he loves his life. Like it's not like he hates his job. He didn't go through thinking in life like, Oh, I can't wait to retirement. You know, he, mm-hmm. he never really retired. Like even when he was retired, he was actually sad and he actually then picked up, I think he did it for like a year and then he just went on contract work. Um, and he's still traveling a lot. He's, you know, traveling probably more than me sometimes, you know, doing what he does. And obviously I kind of fall in the footstep and that's uh, interesting to kind of do that comparison. Mm. So, you know, but what was really interesting for me is is how it affects your overall life and how it affects generations. I'm sure that's the same thing for moms, not just dads, how your satisfaction in your role and in life is going to be affecting how your kids are going to grow up and see yourself and they'll make decisions based on that. So I guess the the thing is, is, Damien, I'd love to ask you this, is that, you know, if you had to redo your life right now, like if you had to go back into your teenage years and Jackson's age, you know, how would you do it differently? Would you have changed in any way in any direction you've gone through or would you have gone through the same? path it's that's an incredible question amazingly timely too lt because this afternoon at lunch we all sat down for this beautiful salad i made from my uh, my herb garden it was delicious this afternoon because we had 30 31 degrees here in melbourne just letting you know and um that Celsius is not Fahrenheit which isn't that's right it's not surprising that we have that good weather here in melbourne either and we were uh we were just sitting around just talking about stuff and sliding doors 
It was interesting. We started talking about high school scores and VCE, which is the Victorian Certificate of Education, then the HSC, which is High School Certificate of Education or High School Certificate, and then and then the TER, which is a, some kind of enter score. And there's all these different scores we've got in Victoria that have you know come through. And Jackson said to me, "What score did you get, Dad?" And I said, "Oh, mate, I didn't go too well. You know, <laughs> I got 291. Right? I'm happy to say that. And that was out of 410. So it wasn't a very good score, but." What that and, and the reason why was and we spoke about it. We spoke about um, when I was being marked at school. Our teachers marked us. It would seem now, looking back, very easily. And so where I was getting ninety five or a hundred percent for my exams, or ninety five or hundred percent for my assignments, and all the different tasks that I had to do in my class environment, because I was getting such good scores, I thought I was doing the right job. So that when it came to a state based scoring system where um, I had to do exams and they were marked off the campus of the school by other people, other examiners, I didn't do too well. So the um, the lack of direction that I had in my schooling days, in my, in my education, my early education, really affected which direction I could go. And so we, we spoke about it because Amber, she got an amazing score. She, you know, got really, really close to 400, which is an incredible score considering I got 291. And she was right up close to the 400 and did a, a great job. And she was able to go into Melbourne University and go and get a great education and do all those sorts of things. I got shipped off to country Victoria because that was the only university that, that would take me. And, uh, and as a result, I moved down a line of study that... It maybe it could have worked for me or maybe it might not have worked for me. But as a result, I ended up doing poorly in a course that I wasn't really that passionate about. And then it took me a long time to find my feet. So we talked about whether or not if I had got a good score, would I have got into, say, Melbourne or Monash University and done commerce and then followed a finance line or something like that. And so had that happened... There's a number of things that wouldn't have happened. One, I wouldn't be a wellness guy. Two, I probably wouldn't have studied naturopathy. And three, I wouldn't have actually gone on to study chiropractic or had a TV show. So, you know, there's all these sliding doors. But I then was left pondering, you know, what would I do? Would I do things differently if I didn't have, you know, if things were different? You know what I mean? And and so I, I said to Jack, our little boy, I said, little mate, um, the, the best thing that I can say to you is to give it your best go, be 100% certain and get the best marks you possibly can so that you've got all the choices available because as much as I love chiropractic and as much as I love naturopathy and as much as I love studying science and, and, and as much as I love reading all the research and being involved in all that sort of thing and doing the wellness guys and talking about food and all those sorts of things, sometimes I think it might have been easier to go down the finance and corporate line, you know what I mean? So I wonder what I might do differently. You know, I think one of the key things that people forget, though, is that, that you the skills that you actually had, and I've been reading this book called Mastery by Robert Greene, who's uh, written many books called 48 Laws of Power, 50th Law, mm. and this Mastery book, I, I mean, I'm just starting on it, and it talks a lot of the first part of the book is really dedicated to about the apprentice phase, and the apprentice phase is about, it's very similar to Malcolm Gladwell's stuff about, you know, the 10,000-hour rule, about, yep. you know, taking time to kind of reach mastery, but he talks more most about 
really about finding you know your passion in life and and what he describes is that when you're in around the 13 years of age to about the 30 year of age you're actually just really developing skills and um you know i i'm taking a line on this and i you know i don't have like scientific proof or evidence or in this i'm just really starting to think about it because i still got about 10 years before i have to worry about university for my kids and stuff well, oh are you going to talk about university for yourself no no not university <laughs> myself. but i, I yeah, wonder but like let's let's have you know i mean the conversation i have in my head at the moment is sort of thinking like is university even necessary and no offense to any university teachers you know anybody who's taking university right now but i'm just thinking like in the day and age that we live in at the moment you know is university really applicable to uh, necessary in a world where you know information is not the problem right the lack of information is not a problem you have information in the touch of your hand just by going through google and all that stuff but the key thing is just about you know higher learning and and you know whether university is able to do that anymore given by the circumstances that we had when i grew up it was like you had to go to university to get a good job right and you know that's sort of that frame but nowadays is that you don't necessarily need to have a university degree to actually get a good job and more and like you need a university i think you i believe that you need to go to university if you're going to go for a professional career you know whether yeah. you're going to a doctor yeah. or dentistry chiropractic and all that you do i mean you need a degree to kind of practice and do all that stuff i totally yeah. get it but for people who are totally lost who don't really know what they want to do in life you know sometimes it's i think it's important to kind of say you know is university the best route for me to go to mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. for my kids i'm just i'm listen i'm just thinking out loud i have no proof on this but i'm just sort of thinking aloud because what ends up happening is that you start doing things um, possibly doing things because what your parents tell you to do or you know what your friends tell you to do because that's at that age i remember when i was 16 17, i don't know what i wanted to do you know yeah, my, right. i knew my dad was an engineer but i had no idea what an engineer did <laughs> I never really asked my dad what he did you know so it was just one of those things and you just apply for certain things because you know that's what your friends did and so yeah. you know there's no critical thinking about exactly what that career you know quote unquote career i mean think about it i mean how many careers have you changed me yeah like you've changed at least three or four at least you know i've changed in the last 12 years you know it's just since graduating from chiropractic college i've changed at least you know three or four times you know yeah and i probably hold you know if i can call myself a chiropractor yeah i can can i call myself a podcaster yeah i can can i call myself an entrepreneur yes Yes. you know a coach mentor like there's so many things i can call myself a teacher and they're all careers per se but i think nowadays is that in and probably it's going to continue this way is that People are going to have many different careers, in a sense, because there's no such thing as a career. It's more like you just become the person that you're meant to be. And I really have a firm belief that all of us have this genius you know, in us where there are unique DNAs, our unique experiences through our lifetime, through our parents, through our friends, and, and you know, where we lived, and the interactions that we had, there, our failures and our successes have really created a unique you. And that unique you, now it needs to find that, that sort of path that will give you best opportunity to display your skills and if you're able to display that skill they're no longer worrying you don't no longer have to worry about a career forget about career you're just doing what you love i mean how many you know if i could just you know i love doing podcasting i love you know sort of speaking to people about this type of thing and if we, if i could do this 24 7 right it wouldn't really be a job i don't think this, of this as a job right in no, a sense. not at all and, this is and, fun isn't it I exactly love this. we just it's love great. having conversations and hang out and, and most chiropractors that I hang out with are, love being a chiropractor, right? They love sort of, you know, they don't see it as a job because they love what they do. And mm-hmm. so, you know, anybody who, and that just goes for a medical doctor or a naturopath or, or an accountant, people who love what they do don't consider them going to work. They just love doing it. And that's, right. that's 
I think if all of us, you know, just imagine like if all of us were able to, to find something in our lives that we actually just love to do it just for the sake of doing it. And we also get paid for it at the same time because we're creating value in the world. And therefore, we, in exchange of that value, we're, we're getting it in, in money terms so that we can actually afford to do the things we want to do. Then all of a sudden now, this world will be so much better right? So much better. And the health of this world will be so much better because no longer are we stressed about our jobs and showing up to work on Monday. We need like, thank God it's Friday type of thing. We're just going to go there and do the work and you probably spend more hours doing it because you just love doing it. Well, I mean, that also possibly creates a number of issues, LT. And I'd like to just raise those with you because I think that the education system provides a number of ways in which you can develop critical thinking. And I don't know whether or not the high school system actually sets you up for that, that critical thinking or the ability to, to discern what is real, what is true, what is correct. You know, what do you digest and what do you just spit out? You know, so I think that the university system gives you those skills, the ability to, to look at things. So I do see that there's a role for it. And I also think that if you've got that the 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 studious inquiring mind it may pay you to exercise that and go down that university route and then it, whether it be a profession or whether it be well I suppose it is going to be a profession if you go through university or even you know some some of the TAFE schools or some of the uh, the colleges of advanced education those sorts of places where they're training up for trades and all those sorts of things they're all very appropriate there's there's definitely an industry that's emerged that is that of the internet and you, you can do so many different things and, and and there's so many different ways in which people are making money these days whether it be through the creation of apps or whether it be through the the creation of games or whether it be through content prov- you know provision or whatever it is there's there's all of those different opportunities but I, I do think that what we will miss if we don't encourage people to go down the root of universities um, or the root of education is that ability to critically think and to really, you know, knuckle down because there's a discipline associated with study which oh. I think helps people, you know, and I, I, and I think that even if you go down the route of moving your whole career, you know, I'm thinking of some of the guys that we, you and I know very well, LT, or certainly through social media, who have followed us in the wellness guys and have done, you know, amazing things through their own health and now they're looking to transition and change out of their careers into the health and wellness space one of the greatest things i think that you know they could ever do would be to go and study further and study more rather than just studying the business of does that make oh no, sense? no no like let me be clear on this right so before anybody turns off before and you know no i want to really be clear i didn't say don't go to university i didn't say don't go to any education <laughs> oh. right. no, i didn't say that at all i'm just saying say no, i know you didn't say that but i just want to be clear on people because i think it's university is really important What I'm suggesting is that we need to critically think whether or not, like, universities for every person in the world. Do you know what I mean? All I'm saying is is that university, for me, learning in university is actually not even just the the learning you learn in school, right? And a lot, I mean, I don't know about what university you went to, you know, Damon, but I I know... I would say more than half, if not half of my university studies, and I went through eight years of it, was a lot of regurgitation. You know, it was a lot of just learning and then spitting right, it back learning. out for the, yeah, road learning for, for, uh, for exams. And it was just passing the exams and it was just like, you know, going through. They were, you know, sure, there was some critical thinking, but I think a lot of the critical th- thinking and a lot of the experiences that I learned from university it was actually through just the experience of actually going to university. You know, the people that I met, the people that I interacted with, and just going through, like, living away from home, um, you know, 
growing up and forced to kind of cook for your meals, study, party at the same time, all have the juggle in one. You get, you know, all that stuff I think is also critical too as well. I think for high school students that are figuring like, oh, what do I want to do in life? If you don't know, I think you should go to university. I think that's the best place to do it. Right? Yeah. Don't go out and there goes, I'm just going to go and work for money. Like, I think that's the worst thing you could do. You know, personally, this is my opinion, and I'm being opinionated on this for the first time in a long time, but it's just that I think that if you don't know what you want to do, I think just pick something that you might have some passion for and then go for it and learn from it in an environment that will either tell you you don't like it or you do. Right. Because then that door will create, you know, if you don't like it, then another door will open because of that. And that's the same thing that happened for you. You know, you went into accounting, you didn't like it, but mm. another door opened, but you that's wouldn't right. have explored that door until you actually went to it. Like I started off in, in human kinetics and then I went into ergonomics and, but ergonomics you know, led me to think about, uh, you know, mobility and movement and, and measurements and all study of science and that stuff. And then led me to chiropractic. And so yes. It's because you, but I think it's about important in any career and path. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60, is that it's about continual learning. It's about mm-hmm. learning something, you know, for the sake of learning and also learning something that you actually enjoy. Because even at nighttime, I know you and I, or people like us, you know, we're always studying, we're always reading stuff. It's because we enjoy it. You know, we, we had a career as a chiropractor, but we also did, you know, the wellness guys by night. You know, we were studying how to be podcasters, what materials that we needed, and also just studying and just talking because we had a passion for it. You know, it's it's something that we still enjoy doing on on the side. Not it's not a full time career per se, but I think it's about that continual learning. I think that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that it's really important that throughout entire life is that you want to strive towards finding that thing that you're great at. And I think when you can strive for that, what ends up happening is that the world will become a better place simply because your genius will be shining. And guess what? Everybody will get to see and appreciate your true ability. And when you can have true ability and true genius and and true legacy, that's when it inspires other people to live their true life. Does that mean that you have no difficulty when you live your true genius and, and true legacy? Of course not. And that's the whole point is to have roadblocks and challenges in our life. And our goal is to overcome them as human beings. And mm. I think by learning, continual learning about that, learning a craft takes time. Mm. And wh- what I think we, we, we have ended in the world is that we want things now. We want things so quickly. And we want to have this career now. I just want to figure out my life purpose right now. Well, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it takes years to f- develop all those skills and all the bad jobs you ever went through, all the good things. Like, you know, you, Damon, you shared your story about, you know, the places and the marks you didn't get through, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, but it led you to where you are now. Yeah, but this is all it. those things, like we often look back in the past and go, I shouldn't have done that. No, I don't criticize the past that I have had. I look at it and go, I learned something from that, good or bad. And that has shaped me to become the person that I am today. And without that experience, I wouldn't have become or be able to do the things I am doing today. Mm, yeah, great point. Great point. Now, before people go and uh, start writing their resignation letters, um, <laughs> because they've decided to uh, change change tact, what are the sorts of things, LT, that people could be doing or should be doing? Actually, I won't say should because I hate it when people should on me, so could be doing, to get a bit more clarity around what they could be doing or how do they find their life purpose or yeah, obviously they could go and do Marcus's course, but what are the little things are we thinking that they could be doing to bring them closer, faster to making a better decision? I think that, you know, one of the key things that people do right now is that if you understand the path of mastery, right, which we've just been talking about, that it takes time, it takes 10 years, it takes 10,000 hours or 20,000 or whatever, you know, you're just know that it takes a long time to master a skill. And so what ends up happening is that when you have that mindset, 
of mastery, then you know that this is not about just going, oh, you know what? That's it. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to try this now. Like that is not the way to go. If you have a career, you need to support people in your family. If you already have a family, especially, I mean, the older you get, the harder it is to do Mm -hmm. that. doesn't mean you can't, but it's just harder because you have obligations and commitment. And so when you're younger, you have a little commitment to yourself, which is perfect. You have the opportunity to kind of go, you know, cut down your, your expenses and to be able to and try all different things. But if you're older, I think it's, my suggestion is, you know, what I kind of did was that, you know, you still stick with the career that you're actually doing, you know, create the money that you have to, to you know, support the family. But on the time that you, you know, don't have to, instead of watching television, Facebooking and watching YouTube videos, go and try different things that you kind of like as a hobby that you would actually enjoy. We all have some sort of hobby and people always ask me like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby was actually just reading and personal development stuff. I just love going to seminars and attending and watching masters perform. And, and that's what I loved, you know, and people might think that kind of strange, but that's what I loved. And some people love sports and some people love music, whatever. It doesn't really matter what it is, but you know, what would you do if you didn't have to work for money? What, what would you do? And those are the things that I will continue doing at nighttime. You know, like I said, like when my wife went to bed, I like say nine o'clock, you know, from nine to like 11 o'clock or even 12 o'clock, I'll be, you know, studying and doing a whole bunch of stuff, you know, learning about entrepreneurs and businesses and stuff. And that took almost five years of doing that to really kind of create some certainty with myself to kind of give things a go. But all those skills was all learning those little skills to kind of develop to these skills that I have now and to be able to translate internet marketing and, and marketing and business and all that stuff to related to what I do now as sort of a coach and mentor to practices. And so one of the things that I, my suggestion is when you have a career is to have a sub hobby that you can actually focus on so that you can actually do that on the spare time to actually create a second until there's a certain point. And there's a point when we all reach where we go, huh, maybe I could do this for for real and then you got to give it a go and then you're going to run into some failures for sure then the whole point is to kind of take those failures and how do you grow from it and continue moving and adapting accordingly and then i actually literally like for you know for about a year and a half i had two careers technically you know i was creating two incomes and i this year was the the year i had to decide and go okay i had to put energy onto one and give up the other just because of time and um you know i want to still spend some time with my family and so i swapped and is that a risky move? Yeah, it was a risky move, but I didn't put everything all in one basket. I already had, you know, some sort of certainty and proof that I can do this. And I was already creating something here. And, you know, I didn't risk it all, like, you know, just give it all away. I just sort of, it was a calculated risk. And so my suggestion is if you're risk adverse, you know, sort of like me, then you need to kind of do that slowly to kind of reach to a point where you built enough certainty and confidence that this is something that you really want to do. Mm. So... Okay, you've basically said it's going to take some time. You've got to do what you love until the thing that you love doing can support you before you jump out of the thing that you're busting to get out of. That's important, right? So you've got to get your ducks in a row first. That's, well, I don't that's think you have to get step. all the ducks in a row first, but I think you just got to do both paths. Like, just run double life in a sense. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you just got to go hard. Just go hard at it. Because yeah. if this is something you truly love, it's not work. That's yeah. the key thing. Like if it's That's work, right. then you need, you need to evaluate it. And oftentimes I go, people, how do you, how do you find that life purpose? Like, what am I really passionate about? Well, look back and when you're younger, what did you want to do? You yeah. know, I'm not saying that that thing in the past, what you want to do was probably the thing that you should do. I mean, I never thought that I was going to be a business, but it could be like, usually when yeah. you're, when there's no limitations, right? When you're a teenager, like when you're not 13, 14, when there's no limitations, no, no prejudgment, you don't, you didn't have like a, a really smart brain at that time. You probably <laughs> pick something that, you know, you, you probably wanted to go. I want to become like, you know, a teacher or an astronaut or whatever. You know, I look back in, in life now and I, and I look back at certain things is that 
is what's interesting is that the movies or models or role models that I admire were always leaders. You know, and I just re- had that realization the other day, like two days ago, and I went, oh, my God, that's kind of strange. Like, you know, even like, you know, looking at cartoons, for example, this is kind of, st- I know this is kind of stupid, but <laughs> looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, remember that? Yeah, you know, who are you, Raphael yeah. Donatello? I was Leonardo, man. Leonardo. Oh, I was like, because, you know, he was the good was leader. And, yeah, you were shredded, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> but it, and I thought that because, um, you know, the W Hotel actually gave uh, Leonardo the toy to my son Christian. And I m- brought back all these memories about me, uh, I guess it was you know, playing toys of like G.I. Joe and all that stuff when I was a kid. It's like I always picked like the leader that I wanted to be. And I was like, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that's sort of who I admired and who I sort of want to emulate and still want to develop that skill to become that person, you know, the quiet leadership. And that's sort of what I'm trying to emulate. And that's, you know, what I'm trying to, you know, build my mastery on. And so that's interesting and from the past. So, you know, I always want to become a teacher. You know, I spent four months being a teacher and now I am kind of a teacher now and not in a formal way, but I am a teacher. So even if you're, you know, if you have a career per se, and a lot of people say, oh, I'm stuck in a career, like as a teacher, I'm only can capped, I can't do anymore. Well, I disagree. There's a teacher in Korea. He actually earns like $7 million or something, right? Really? Yeah. Why? Because he loved teaching so much. He everybody was, you know, he started teaching his like cousins, uh, and uh, his cousins were asking him uh, how how to do this. And he started doing things online for the cousins. And people were like, you know, he's just a great teacher. And he goes, you should do you put this online. He put it online now. He has like literally hundred thousand people learning like calculus from him and all that stuff. And he makes millions of dollars doing something he absolutely loves. He still teaches at the school, but you know, you can still you just got to think outside the box. And and because of what we are, you know, because in the age that we live in at the moment with technology and the way we can interact, we can reach the world. Mm. You have the same ability just because you have a, you know, quote unquote, a job that's, um, you think that you can't be scaled. I think you just need to think outside of that. And how can I scale that better? That's great. LT. Well, mate, that's been a powerful, a powerful 30 minutes. And I know it's powerful because when you impart wisdom and you just take over the airwaves and I don't get a chance to say a whole lot at all, that has been amazing. (laughs) That's been, that's been incredible. Very insightful. So, Take our messages, everybody. You don't have to get all of your ducks in a row, but it's good to get some of them in a row. Do what you love. But I think you want to be clear on why you want to do it. So get clear on your purpose. So if it's just to make more money, then that's totally fine. Um, but I think just, that's the wrong path to do it. Like Money will come when you create value in the world. I think it's really yeah, important to just focus you know what? on what you do, what you, why you want to do it. Oh, yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I just want to, I didn't want to be at all judgmental. So I was just going to say that if you, you, know, if you wanted to, if, if your only driver was to make more money, and you wanted to do something that you loved and you wanted to make more money, then make sure that you love what you're going to do. Otherwise, making more money is going to become a problem. That's right. Like, making money is not a thing. problem. Exactly. If that's what you want to yeah. do, go for it. But go make sure it. you do something in a, in a path that you know will love you. I think I'll leave you with one th- more thought. I know we have to end this podcast. One of the key things is that you, chances are, you don't know your true genius. Like, you don't know what you're really good at. And, you know, you are the person that is the worst person to ask. So what you need to do is ask your best friends, you know, the Mm. five closest or 10 closest people around you and ask them, what am I really good at? Not from an ego point of view, because what am I really good at? What, what, what's the one skill that I exhibit or, you know, that I, I, that I do so well that no one else seems to be able to do and whatever they tell you, right. Collect that data. How you know is a true genius is when you start to feel when they say, when they say something about you and you go, nah, everybody does that. That's when it kind of hits home because you know why? Because you think everybody has that skill because you, it's so natural to you, but you think that everybody should have possessed that, but that's wrong. 
only you have that. And I think when you and enough people say it, um, and what you've been praised for as a kid, you know, from uncles and aunts and, and your, 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 you know, other family friends, they praise you for some skill. That's a skill. And skills are not careers. Skills is about, you can, I can become a chiropractor or accountant or a medical doctor, but taking that skill and applying into that career, that's how you can create leverage and that's how you can create value. So guys, I hope wow. you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that this <laughs> has been interesting enough for you. Go to, to leewallacecouch.com. Leave your comments below this particular episode and let me know what you think. Um, whether you agree with me or you disagree with me. I'd love for you to share with this on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash wellnessguys or facebook.com slash the wellness couch. Tell us what you think. I'd love to hear your life story and you can send us a message about you know what your thoughts on this is and in terms of what your career path will be. Share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think you need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating and leave a comment on iTunes as well. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.